Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally, not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. Welcome to Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. This is Dr. Dan. Well, this program, listeners, is for you. No matter who you voted for or what political party you belong to, Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is not about politics. It's about principle. It's not about candidates. It's about conscience and the Constitution. Like the name implies, this is a program about freedom, your freedom, where it comes from, what it means to you, and most importantly, how to hang on to it. A little over a hundred years ago, the world banking powers met in secret on Jekyll Island off the coast of Georgia. The result was an institution known as the Federal Reserve Bank. Much has been written about the Federal Reserve Bank, and the more we know about it, the more we know that it is a force not for good and not for sound money policy, but it's a force to make the bankers who form the bank rich. And that's exactly what they've been doing at our expense for the last hundred years. I have a special guest in the studio with me, J.P. McCarthy, who's written a book called The Money Spiders. It deals with monetary policy and the Federal Reserve. And it is my pleasure today to welcome you here, J.P. And let's talk about your book and the implications, the messages you have for the people listening to this program. Thank you, Dr. Dan. It's uh, my pleasure to be here, and I appreciate uh, the invite to, uh, to get my message out. Um, back in 2006, I uh, started reading about the Federal Reserve for my own personal knowledge, and the more I read, the uh, more I delved into it, the more I found out, and I said to myself, man, something's wrong here. Uh, American people don't even realize we're getting raked over the coals. So this book that I've written, The Money Spiders, The Ruination of the United States by the Federal Reserve, is a culmination of that research and study. And I've come to the conclusion that the Federal Reserve, through their illicit monetary policies, uses our money against us. The Federal Reserve Bank, as we all know, has recently and not so recently been the target of Ron Paul. And people who follow Ron Paul know that he's been trying to get an audit of the Federal Reserve now for quite a while. We actually don't know what's going on inside the facade, behind that facade of the Federal Reserve, which, by the way, as you know, is not a government entity. You're correct. 
It's not a government entity, and it doesn't have any reserves. And my question to you, Dr. Dan, is this. Why do we, the people, and I put that in quotes, allow private bankers to operate our money supply? It's kind of akin to having a fox guard the hen house. Well, the question really is, J.P., why is our Congress, why does our Congress, our elected officials, they are the, one who, they are the ones who, in Article I, Section 8, are required to coin money and regulate the value thereof. So the question not is what, why can't I do anything personally about the Federal Reserve? Uh, I vote for people who say they want to do something about the Federal Reserve, and I'm sure you do as well. But it's Congress that has abdicated its role and allowed the Federal Reserve to do things that are blatantly unconstitutional. Absolutely correct, Dr. Dan. And let me add to this. The Federal Reserve is basically the bank of Congress. And that's what you have to understand here. They have a money pot, Congress. And just like you and me, wouldn't it be great if we had a private bank to go to to get money anytime we wanted to? That's you, mean, you mean you don't have a tree in your backyard? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, wish I did. But that's what Congress... See, you have to understand that you have the Federal Reserve, uh, you have uh, Wall Street uh, investment banks, you have our politicians, not all, our politicians, and you have the major media, all in collusion with one another. And what they're doing, they're putting out a message that keeps things under the table and keeps American people away from the truth. It's all out there in front of you. You just have to look for it. You know, obviously, under the Constitution, Congress should be in charge of the federal bank. Uh, And in actuality, we know from history that this has been a contentious issue from the very beginning of our country. Some who wanted a, a central bank and some who abhor the thought of a central bank. You know that the last time that uh, we were debt-free in the United States was when President Andrew Jackson was in the White House. He paid off the the national debt. The national debt was zero. That's, what is that, 180 years ago or something like that. And he abolished the central bank that had gotten us into the big trouble we were in back in that era. So... This is an issue that is not new to this country. No, it's not. And I might add to that, too. You're absolutely correct what you just said. I want to add this, too. If you look back at history, from the time that uh, President Jackson, Jackson abolished the, uh, the Second Bank of the United States, we only had one major war, and that was a civil war between the North and the South. And then we had a little skirmish in, in uh, Cuba called the Spanish-American War back around the turn of the century. So when there was no central bank in play here, we didn't have any really major conflicts, international major conflicts. But look what happened after 1913 when the progressive progressives came into being. Uh, President Wilson and his gang. Um, we had World War I. And it's interesting that the United States was trying to stay out of that war. It was trying to be isolationists. But as soon as the Federal Reserve went, in, went into play, we went to war the following year in 1914. Well, it is said that Wilson wanted that Federal Reserve Bank in order to finance an entry 
into World War One. I, I believe that. I honestly believe that that whole thing. And the other thing, too, is the federal income tax law came into being, too. Well, we all know 1913 was a disastrous year. You had three, three major hits for freedom. You had the Federal Reserve Bank. You had the federal income tax, the first time the federal government was able to reach into your pocket directly. And you had the direct election of senators. That was the 17th Amendment. That really cut down enormously the power of the states. So 1913 was a bad year, and of course Woodrow Wilson, a, 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 the, one of the first major progressive presidents in our country, that, that was all his doing primarily and his gang. Well, some say that, uh, I've I, I, I researched this quote, and um, some say he did not say this, but I, I have a tendency to think maybe he did. Wilson said after he got out of political office, uh, after, he, after he retired, he said him signing the Federal Reserve Act into law was one of the worst pieces of legislation he ever signed when he was president. So at least he admitted his mistake. Do you think he really admitted his mistake? He, that bank was his servant for World War One. Why true. would he say that? This is true. I'm just saying I researched it. I've seen it. Some people say maybe that he didn't say that. But it was a pretty bad piece of legislation as far as I'm concerned. Uh, 1920, they had the first bust with the farm depression. And then, then we had the roaring 20s. And then we had the Great Depression. All those things were caused... All those things were caused by the monetary policies of the Federal Reserve. Well, the Roaring Twenties were direct. One of the things that the Federal Reserve did was to alter interest rates, which what they, that does is it, it in, a, in a really a, a not a free market way, it alters the money supply. Exactly. And it, that's why the, we had the Roaring Twenties, is there was, they flooded the market exactly. with money. Exactly. The Federal Reserve did. And the, the irony here is that we were sold the bill of goods that the Federal Reserve Bank was formed to prevent that boom and bust cycle. Exactly. But really, they're the ones who fuel it. Well, the Federal Reserve came out of the bank panic of 1907. The American people were clamoring, clamoring for, for banking re- regulations. So uh, the power, powers to be got together and said, hey, let's do the Federal Reserve. And they did that. Uh, to number one, to control inflation, that was one of their main things was to control inflation, which they've done. They have not done that. And the second thing is to prevent bank failures. They haven't done that either over 100 years. So in my mind, in my research, the Federal Reserve is a pathetic failure in their stated goals, which is on their website. Well, so we're talking about the Federal Reserve Bank, and we're going to take a quick break to pay some of our bills because we actually <laughs> – Congress doesn't have to pay their bills. The Federal Reserve doesn't have to pay its bills, but unfortunately, we have to pay our bills. So we're going to take a short break and come right back with J.P. McCarthy, the author of The Money Spiders, and we'll talk about his book and his message for all of us. Do you have eye problems? Ophthalmologist Dr. Dan Eichenbaum, a graduate of Yale Medical School and the Bascom Palmer Eye Institute, has the training and experience to give your precious eyes the expert care they need. Whether it's cataract surgery, macular degeneration, diabetic eye disease, or glaucoma, call Dr. Dan Eichenbaum, 828-837-5404 in Murphy or 706-745-9777 in Blairsville. Medicare and insurance accepted. Quality eye care, regardless of your ability to pay. 
Find the right club for you at the new Golftopia in Hayesville, your local discount golf store opening July 21st. Golftopia sports new and used clubs and consignment is available by calling 828-360-2103. Take a club on a test drive using our hitting mats and putting surface and enjoy a free gift with your first purchase. Putter up at the new Golftopia at 1124 Highway 69 in Hayesville in the Tri-County Plaza next to Color Splash and kick your handicap to the curb. A long, long time ago in Young Harris, a restaurant opened with food so tasty and delicious the streets were chaos with bandits and outlaws fighting for a chance to enjoy one of their delicious steaks. That place is still here, and it's right down the road. Brothers at Willow Ranch is the place for the finest steaks, seafood, burgers, and chicken in town. Located on Highway 76 in Young Harris, Brothers at Willow Ranch, where Southern hospitality is their specialty. Call for reservations today, 706-379-1272. Well, Coach, it's time to get the team new uniforms. Yeah, but the place we've used all these years is closed and gone. No problem, Coach. Threads, Inc. is now open across from Towns County Schools. And better yet, they have all the artwork from the old place. Really? Sure thing. Just call 706-896-0582 for all your silkscreen and embroidery needs. Uniforms, caps, shirts, anything your team, business, or organization needs. Threads, Inc. 706 896 we're back with J.P. McCarthy, author of The Money Spiders, a book about the, the ruination of the, of the United States economy by the Federal Reserve. We've been talking about the Federal Reserve, how it came into being uh, back in 1913. And the fact that basically everything they promised they were going to do and were formed to do, they have failed. They have failed miserably to do it. Yes, this is uh, this uh, through my research, uh, and you can go on their site and check it out yourself. You'll see their their stated purposes. And in my book, I, I looked at those and I put plus or minuses uh, by the stated purposes, and they failed nine minuses and three pluses. So to me, they're a failure. And what, what, what were the pluses, out of curiosity? Well, they do, ha- they do uh, uh, have a function of clearing money, clearing checks and things like that. And that, that's one of the things that they do, okay? And they, they do well. Uh, you write a check, it goes to your bank, they clear all that. It's through the Federal Reserve that happens. I forget the other two right offhand, but yeah, they do, they do some positive things. But like I said, uh, it's, it's negative, a big negative in my mind. Realistically... Uh, when you have when the when the government has the ability to print money without any backing and has a central bank that is complicit in that task, the government can do basically anything it wants, spend any amount of what it, money it wants without any restriction or any leash whatsoever. This is correct. They have they have free reign basically when they have no monetary constraints and that's why a lot of people are pushing for the gold standard because the gold standard would limit the amount of money that can be can be spent and it it creates honest money we have dishonest money in our system right now well what i've heard about the federal reserve is that uh, between the time of the forming of the united states in 1913 that the the value of the dollar rose somewhere around 10% or 12% is a figure I heard. 
so that the actually the actual value of the dollar improved before the Federal Reserve came into being. But we know that after the formation of the Federal Reserve between 1913 and today, the dollar has lost virtually 99% of its value. This is correct. This is correct. In my, in my research, I could go into a store in 1912 with, a, with a, a Morgan silver dollar, which is about 70, almost 80% silver, and I could get a dollar worth of goods and services from that silver dollar. Today, I take that same Morgan silver dollar or take a, a, a Federal Reserve note, FRN, $1 bill, and go in and, and get, try to get something. You only get three, cent, three cents out of that dollar. So what happened to, 97, what happened to 97% of the dollar? It, it's gotten eaten up through a thing called inflation, which, by the way, is a hidden tax on the American people. I have a feeling that that is message number one from you. In other words, the Federal Reserve uses its monetary policy to harm the common man. That's correct. And, and they don't even know about it. That's the reason why I wrote the book, is to get that message out to let people know that the Federal Reserve is not doing you any good. They are taking money out of your back pocket without you even knowing it. You know, I, heard, I read an interesting, uh, uh, an interesting thing about the web printing money. Uh, you know, when the Federal Reserve prints a dollar, okay, it is worth the value of the dollar at that moment. The minute it gives that money to the government and the government spends it, the value of that dollar is less because it, it, it dilutes the money pool. Correct. So what it, in essence is happening, that's another hidden tax. Because the government gets the full value of that printed dollar, but as that dollar continues in circulation, its value is less and less because of the added printed dollars that are basically nothing more than paper. That's correct. You have to remember that every time, every time a commercial bank gives you a loan or the Federal Reserve uh, tells the Bureau, Bureau of Engraving and Printing to print money, it cheapens the money in your wallet or purse. That's, that's something that Americans need to understand. Commercial banks are also involved with this, too. I'm not, against, I'm not against bankers. Bankers perform a very important role in society. What I'm against is how the system, how they make money. They produce, no, they, they produce money out of nothing, basically. They just snap their fingers, and all of a sudden, this money appears. There's no back, and there's nothing to it. The only reason why in this day and age that we that the Federal Reserve note works is because we have a thing called legal legal tender laws and that you would go to jail if you started using real money like gold and silver. They'll put you in jail for that. You can't you can't use gold and silver as uh, uh, if I was a merchant or uh, I, I dealt with gold and silver uh, goods and services. And, and Uncle Sam caught wind of that, they could put you in jail. Realistically, though, uh, and you know that gold has been a, a standard for money for centuries, and actually for millennia, for three, 4,000 years, gold has been the valuation of trade. Uh, so people who say that uh, 
that there is a uh, people who say that we uh, should not be on a, a a sound money standard. Just don't understand how stabilizing that is. But it's a stabilizing effect to have a set value for money. One of the one of the things that sort of proves that if you graph the cost of a barrel of oil versus the value of gold for the last hundred years, it does not change. That same amount of gold in 1913 bought the same amount of oil as it does now. The same thing is true with the value of any goods that you buy, like a, a men's suit. An ounce of gold bought a pretty good men's suit back in 1913. Well, today it takes about an ounce of gold to buy a good men's suit. So gold is a stable commodity that is used to compare the value of goods. You mentioned using gold and silver. Well, people barter all the time, don't they? That's correct. Why do they barter? Because they can get a fair value of goods and services and trade among themselves. I also will add, I also add keep, keep the government out of their business, too. Exactly <laughs> right. So your first, your first important thing, the Federal Reserve uses dollars the value of the dollar against the common man through causing inflation. This is a discussion that we are going to be continuing because with J.P. McCarthy, author of The Money Spiders, we're going to have more to say. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Call me the mischief. Call me the wind. Call me the hoodoo. That gift I sing. Call me the Choctaw. Sin Call me railroad steel Call me the Bojo They call them muddy waters And people I just love To hear that old man sing I get joy in everything 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 gonna be alright this morning Christmas.